And we're live on the Virtual Real Estate Investing Podcast. This is John Plumstead. Going to do a quick solo episode. I'm going to get into, I don't want to call these book reviews, but I want to call them like, uh, yeah, I think it's probably a book review. It's my book review, though, like my special book review. I did Endurance last week. Um, I, I had some windshield time, some driving, so I, I did two more books. I'm going to go ahead and talk about them quick. Okay, The first one is called The Puzzler by AJ Jacobs. I heard him on the Tim Ferriss podcast. Really like the guy. I remember in college, I read his book where he read every encyclopedia. It was, it was cool. I think a lot of his books are like that. Not, not necessarily earth-shattering topics, but they are um, nonfiction stuff that are interesting, fun. Usually, I, I, I don't want to call them shallow, but they're, they're, they're not the deepest things. They're pretty quick, easy, fun, light reads. Okay. So this one was called the puzzler. Um, did I look the book? Eh, it was okay. Right. It, it, it was decent. I ended up, I listened to it on, uh, audible, didn't finish it, but I, I listened to probably three quarters of it, got the gist and kind of got tired of it. Okay. But here are two takeaways. One is, um, the, the premise of the book is talks about all kinds of different puzzles. Okay. Um, you know, like jigsaw puzzles, crossword puzzles, Rubik's cubes, puzzles, codes, all that kind of stuff and the history of them and the different, um, societies that use them. But here are my two takeaways. One is crossword. Um, I've gone through different stages of my life where I try to do crosswords and then, you know, it's one of those things where if you don't do it regularly, it becomes more difficult. Um, just started a, subscription to the Wall Street Journal. So I'm going to try to get back in the habit of doing daily crossword. I am atrocious right now, um, but I'm going to try to get better. And I think it's, it's a fun way to challenge yourself to work work your mind. But um, yeah, so crosswords. My wife makes fun of me. I am turning more and more into a 70-year-old man every day by doing the crossword, drinking my coffee, reading the newspaper, but whatever. So that was a takeaway. I want to do crosswords more. Takeaway number two is this idea of even complex topics can be broken down into step-by-step stuff. So Rubik's Cube. Um, In college, I wanted to be able to solve a Rubik's Cube. So I printed out the steps or looked at the steps on the computer and followed the computer and did the steps. Eventually, I memorized those steps and could do a Rubik's Cube. My fastest time was probably, you know, high one minutes, just under two minutes, I think was probably my fastest time. So I didn't learn, you know, all of the the crazy algorithms to help you solve no matter what. So you could hit the land speed record. Uh, But I could solve it no matter what. I've since lost those skills. So I uh, would have to memorize kind of like the last couple steps to get it done now. But it was this idea of taking something that's very, very complex, memorizing the steps, and then um, being able to do it without looking at the instructions and then, um, eventually kind of coming up with your own way to solve a puzzle. Right. I thought that concept was, was really cool when I learned the Rubik's cube and then, um, you know, him reminded me of that. So two things. Okay. Uh, Another place where, you know, similar to the Rubik's cube where you take this complex topic and break it down would be woodworking. I remember when I first got into woodworking, I was so intimidated by these big projects. And then I found this guy on YouTube called the Wood Whisperer. And he would take this beautiful woodworking project. And then you could pay for basically a video tutorial of how to do that. And he would break it down step by step by step by step. And 
each of those steps seemed pretty easy. And because of that, I made a couple projects that he made, following it step by steps. And then over time, I designed my own projects and you know, could do lots of good work, woodworking. Uh, and I loved it, right? But this idea of learning the basics, learning the steps, and even if something that's super complex, if you can figure out the different steps, it works. Let me bring it home and then we'll get off this, this book, The Puzzler, okay? So Rubik's Cube woodworking, this is how I look at real estate syndication. Real estate syndication is just a bunch of steps put together. The problem with syndication is the people that are doing it aren't really writing how-to manuals, okay? So it's hard to figure out how to put together a syndication from start to finish. How can you figure out you know, step A through Z? But once you figure that out and you learn those steps, then the next time you go A to Z, it's a little easier. And then the next time you're like, hey, actually, we don't need to do these steps or we can combine this, right? And I think that's where Frank and I are with our business right now is like, hey, we've done some, some syndications. We can go from step A to Z. And now we're starting to look for efficiencies, places um, where we can hit more scale, have less friction, take less risk, right? So uh, that wraps up the book, The Puzzler. Good book, um, light read. I enjoyed it. Um, but uh, I'm not sure I would recommend it to other people unless you're into that stuff. But hopefully I do the crossword more and continue to look at, hey, even the, the craziest problem out there, if broken down and taught correctly, memorized, and then kind of instituted and worked, you, you can accomplish anything, I think. Okay? The next one is Thinking in Bets by Annie Duke. She was a professional poker player. I think she had a PhD or has a PhD in math or almost got her PhD. Um, but uh, it was all about probabilities and uh, unknowns and basically how a poker player thinks about winning the game and then how you can apply that to life, okay? Uh, I heard her speak at a real estate conference a couple of years ago and really liked her. Uh, I've heard her on a couple of podcasts. I know a lot of people recommended her. And I, for some reason, it took me a while to get into the book, but I decided to listen to it. These are, are generally my thoughts, okay? One thing... One concept I liked early on is she talked about the difference between poker and chess. A lot of people um, are like, hey, you know, life is like chess. But the thing about chess is luck. <laughs> There's not a lot of luck involved. You have some luck with how the other person plays, right? But there's not as much luck involved. But when you think about poker, luck is absolutely involved because you could get different cards, right? So this idea of like outcomes are skill and luck and understanding, hey, the game you're playing, how much is skill and how much is luck and understanding that, hey, poker, lots of luck involved. Chess, not so much luck. I, I thought that was just an interesting concept of, of a way to think about it. It's like, hey, even if you have high levels of skills, depending on which game you're playing, you can still be unlucky. You can potentially be unlucky multiple times in a row. Okay. Interesting concept. Um, the other thing I think I would think about is just this idea of how certain am I in an outcome, right? When I look at our syndications and our underwriting and I say, I'm confident in these numbers, does that mean I'm 100% confident, 99% confident, 50% confident? And trying to think kind of in terms of probabilities, right? And understanding that what I think is a conservative model, right? Does that mean like there's a 70% chance that we're going to exceed 
our model's performance, a 50% chance, a 90% chance. I think I need to do a better job of understanding where I am there. And I think generally I'm like 90% sure that we're going to exceed our uh, financial model, right? But is that is that where I want to be? Do I want to be at that 90% confidence we're going to exceed that? Or do I want to make that model be like, you know, 75% sure that we're going to beat the model? I don't know. I, I need to think about that some, okay? Um, so what's what's my takeaway? Do I recommend it, okay? I think um, if you haven't read a book like this, it's it's amazing. It could be potentially life-changing, right? Being able to think in terms of probabilities, okay? For me, I thought it was okay. And this is why. I've read a lot of books, I think, that are pretty similar, right? She talk, she she doesn't use the word growth mindset, I don't think, but she talks some about growth mindset, this idea of like constant learning, constantly analyze, constantly backtesting um, your actions to figure out how you're doing. And then she just talks about, you know, levels of certainty a lot. And those are... I've read quite a few books similar to that. And I, I think my my kind of, the, the way I would sum it up and what I, how I would sum it up coming up into this book and how I would still sum it up after this book is Warren Buffett's rule number one, okay? And Warren Buffett's rule number one is rule number one, don't lose money. Rule number two, never forget rule number one, okay? So it's like, don't lose money, right? And to me, thinking in bets is is like that of like, hey, you can think in bets, but ultimately what guides my life is don't lose money, right? When I look at investments, I'm like, don't lose money. I want to be very confident that we're not going to lose money, okay? And, and that kind of drives my, my investing strategy. And that might be overly simplified because, you know, um, I don't necessarily have a perfect sensitivity analysis for every variable in our entire financial model. Maybe I'm working towards that. But to me, it's like, hey, am I very, very, very confident that we're not going to lose money? And if I can say yes to that, I feel comfortable with that investment. Okay. So to me, that's that's as simple as I can get talking in probabilities and outcomes. Then I read thinking bets. And hey, I think it's all it's all good stuff. It's it's well written, it's entertaining. But I get to the other side and I'm like, I still like rule one. Right. Uh, nothing Andy Duke says is against rule one, but to me, rule one, never lose money. You know, don't forget rule one. Or yeah, I'm I'm getting a little tongue tied, right? But that that concept of never lose money is is stronger than anything I read in Thinking Bet. So would I recommend it? Hey, if you want a uh, uh, simple introduction to probability, that's a fast read, that's entertaining. This this is a great book. If you've read quite a bit about probabilities and outcomes and stuff, I would go back to studying Char- poor Charlie's Almanac and understanding um, <laughs> that book because that, that book's a beast that I have a love-hate relationship with, okay? But that's my podcast. Thanks for living, listening. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.